Hello, Hi Rock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're beginning our walk through the season of Advent uh, leading up to Christmas. And uh, just a quick word on what Advent is. Advent means the arrival or the coming, and it is traditionally a time that we uh, spend before Christmas, looking forward to Christmas. But really, the origins of Advent looked more towards this, the return of Christ. But either way, Advent is a great time for, it's a yearly time for the church to look forward to the coming of Christ's kingdom. Um, whether that's looking back towards Christmas or looking forward to the second coming of Christ, uh, Advent is the season where we prepare. So we are going to look at various passages, and today we are in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, verses 1 through 11, where Paul is writing to a church that was in many ways obsessed with Advent. They were obsessed with the second coming of Christ, but yet weren't, weren't exactly doing Advent right. And so we'll get to some of that now. So we're in First Thessalonians. <laughs> I'm going to say that right this time. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, where we read this. Now, concerning how and when all this will happen, dear brothers and sisters, we don't really need to write to you, for you know quite well that the day of the Lord's return will come unexpectedly like a thief in the night. When people are saying, everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin, and there will be no escape. But you aren't in the dark about these things, dear brothers and sisters, and you won't be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to darkness and night. So be on your guard, not asleep like the others. Stay alert and be clear-headed. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence of our salvation. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ, not to pour out his anger on us. Christ died for us so that, whether we are dead or alive when he returns, we can live with him forever. So encourage each other and build each other up, just as you are already doing. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dave, this uh, passage really puts a smile on my face because there's a, um, when, when someone's, uh, being a little bit disingenuous, maybe playing a little bit of a game. I, I always like to, to read between the lines and, and, and take note of what they're doing. I love the fact here that Paul starts off by saying, we don't really need to write to you. We don't need to say anything. Uh, you know all this already. But then he spends like another two paragraphs telling them all the things that he supposedly doesn't need to tell them. And, you know, it comes up, uh, you know, why does someone say out loud the thing that's obvious? Uh, sometimes, you know, I have... Uh, some children who have uh, uh, social awareness disabilities like autism. And sometimes they say the thing out loud that uh, is because they don't understand that, you know, that's not the thing that you do. Or sometimes people don't care about each other's feelings and they'll just say something out loud that maybe everybody's thinking, but everyone else has enough uh, social grace not to, uh, not to say. But Paul's being more strategic than that. He's not just being obtuse. He's saying something that in essence they should know that they should be aware of, but they need to be reminded. They are children of light, not children of darkness, as he puts it. But, you know, in our world, uh, we as children of light get, get lost in the shadows sometimes. We get lost on, along the way, and we need reminders. We need guidance along the way. It's not quite the binary of just light and dark. There's a lot of shadowy places as well. And there's two reasons, I think, that he gives, uh, really, for wanting to remind them and us about 
the importance of being ready for the Lord's return. One, um, he says it a number of times that we need to be awake. We need to be uh, you know, sober-minded. We need to be awake. We need to be paying attention. We need to be living in light of the coming kingdom. We need to be uh, recognizing that our ultimate destiny isn't this uh, this untransformed world, but to be, you know, where heaven and earth are are united, where we're with Christ forever. We need to be preparing ourselves for that life, and and so there's preparations that we need to make. We need to be uh, attending and following Jesus. So that that's one thing. Not you know, not a, not falling asleep. We need to be awake. Uh, but the other thing is, I think uh, maybe even the more important thing is, we need to be able to help one another. I, I think sometimes. You know, maybe you're in a class or something like that, and you think, oh, I know all this already, and you don't want to pay attention. Or maybe you're sitting in a, a sermon on Sunday, and you're thinking, I know all this, I don't want to pay attention. Or you're hearing the same songs, I don't want to pay attention. But it's not just for you as an individual. I mean, I think it is for each of us. We need, there's things that we need to be reminded of. But we also need to be prepared so that we can help others who get lost along the way. Maybe you're someone, you know, those of you who are listening, maybe you're someone who's never strayed, never wandered, never found yourself lost in a shadowy uh, alleyway, you know, spiritually speaking, or maybe even literally speaking. Maybe that's you and that's wonderful. But hopefully you're also uh, sober-minded and open-eyed enough to be watching for those who do stray and that you'd be able to help them. So I think Paul is kind of uh, speaking a little bit tongue-in-cheek as he writes this. I, I just love the fact that he says, you don't need to hear any of this, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you anyway, because actually you really do, and and we do. Uh, Dave, I'm wondering what you see in this passage, especially because I think Advent is uh, really a season where we've heard it all already, right? Like we know all this, like everyone who's going to be atten uh, uh, paying attention to us during this time and joining us for these Advent devotionals, I'm guessing there's probably little or nothing we're going to tell them that's new. It's just stuff that we all need to be reminded of and be prepared for. So I think Paul is doing the same thing. And, and that's why I kind of think this passage fits with the whole Advent theme. Uh, again, what, uh, Dave, what do you think about this passage or what are you seeing here? Well, you know, I, I think you're right that we all do need these reminders. And in fact, that's really the heart of the church year. And I think depending on what tradition you grew up in, uh, and someone like me who did not really particularly grow up in a tradition, I didn't have any awareness of this. Uh, but as I became a Christian and bit by bit by bit by bit, I was I learned more and more about the church calendar. And the whole point of the church calendar is it's it's like thinking through a balanced diet. And so over the course of the year, there's opportunities to focus on each of the main parts of the message of, of salvation and of our identity and who God is. All of these things are actually kind of organized into the year in a regular rhythm. And we keep coming back because, as you say, we keep needing to be reminded. And so for those of you who are new to it, I just want to tell you that Advent, actually, as John said, it's the beginning. It says, uh, you know, it means coming. It's the coming of the Lord. Um, but actually, it's also it's the beginning of the church year. So many of us are familiar. Of course, we're familiar with New Year's Eve, you know, in our culture, when our calendar turns over. Uh, our church and most companies have a fiscal year that is distinct from the, the calendar year. Uh, and so our fiscal year starts July 1, uh, which is, you know, fairly common. Other people might start in quarter three. But then, of course, we know the Chinese New Year, right? It, it's just the calendar, the Chinese calendar starts at a different point in the year. And so if you're Chinese or you, you know, love people who are Chinese, you know, you might greet them around Chinese New Year with a happy New Year, even though it's not January 1st, because it's Chinese New Year. Well, the same thing is actually this is Christian New Year. 
Uh, and Advent is the beginning of the new year. And I actually think it's very, uh, it's worth noting that the way the new year begins, you might think it would talk about Genesis. You might think it would talk about, you know, uh, the, the death of Jesus, right? Maybe Easter should be the first thing. You know, let's let's talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus. That's not what uh, that's not what happens in the beginning of the church year. At the very beginning of the church year, the first thing that we want to remember is we spend 40 days remembering and preparing ourselves for the return of Christ. Uh, and, and that, I think, shows the importance of it. And it's funny because I think in our current age, uh, you know, Christmas gets a lot of play. Surely Easter gets a lot of play. Um, other than that, you know, we just we don't really think that much about the return of Christ. Uh, and yet the Christians throughout the centuries have thought this is the most important thing to remind us of. Because once we know where we're headed and, and what we're longing for, well, everything else in our lives sort of starts to have an organizing principle. You know, it, that becomes the North Star to say, okay, how do I make decisions and what do I value? Uh, all of that is figured out. We know what we're really hoping for, what we're longing for, what, what our future is. And knowing that Jesus is coming back for us, that this world is temporary, as you know, long as it seems, as real as it all seems, it's all a vapor that will disappear. Right? This is not reality. And so we're actually not trying to make home here. We're longing for a home that we have yet to fully see. And yet, there's a reason why so many of us have all these kind of unmet longings, because we were made for something different. Something just doesn't feel right here. And in fact, and I think this is the difference. There's a many people during Advent, the 40 days of Advent, will fast. That's very, very common. Uh, and just like during the the, uh, the 40 days of Lent, people will fast, uh, but they're actually very different. And in Advent, what we're doing is actually trying to cultivate our discontent. I think that the threat is for so many Christians is that we're going to be muted by just becoming too acclimated to this world. Going, yeah, I guess this is the way that it is. How many of us have said that? Hey, you know, you got to go along to get along. And, you know, this just, hey, <laughs> uh, what was the, uh, uh, what's that FOMO, you're right? Uh, the fear of missing out because YOLO, right? I, you, you know, you only have one life. I mean, this is like, no, that's just not true. Uh, and the whole idea that um, th that we we have this great future that is worth waiting for, that I think is really what the spirit of Advent is. And so in Advent, we fast in order to just be, remind ourselves that actually it's not just our stomachs, but that our souls are hungry for something we haven't been satisfied with yet. And, and we don't want to forget that. And so that's why we, we celebrate Advent every year. And as you had said, you know, a lot of people confuse Advent as the 40 days, you know, it's the, the, the four weeks leading up to Christmas. Uh, but it's actually not that. Christmas was tacked on centuries later to the end of Advent. The reason being that it was trying to uh, have this idea that, hey, how, how can we know that we can trust this promise? Because Jesus kept his promise to come the first time when it, it seemed just as impossible. When we hadn't heard from God in so long, it had been so long, that surely these promises were exaggerated or misunderstood or were fairy tales or whatever. And But then we celebrate Christmas as this great celebration that God kept that promise and God will keep 
this promise. And so you're right. I think the goal of our time during this Advent is kind of a, a long kind of lead up, I guess, today. But the, the whole goal of what we're going to be doing during Advent is hopefully making you experience less contentment with this world that I actually feel like we ought to be, you know, un discontented with. Uh, we want to help stir your excitement for the coming of Christ. Stir your excitement for the, the kingdom of God. Uh, and so, in fact, we're going to be, uh, we just started a, a new sermon series going through Luke, where we're going to be then talking on Sundays about the kingdom of God. We're going to do that all throughout the winter and spring, uh, helping us catch this vision for a different kind of, of community, a different kind of, of, of life and world, uh, the world that is the most real world of all. Well, and one day, the world, the only world that will be. Uh, and we want to have you be so eager for that 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 shapes the way that you live. And I think that's exactly what Paul's trying to talk about here is I, I'm, I want to remind you of these things because it actually changes the way that you live today. Knowing what's in the future changes the way that you live today. And I think it's also, uh, especially for those of us who didn't grow up in a tradition that joined in these kind, kinds of things is uh, it's an opportunity to um, kind of have solidarity with uh, people from, other branches of our church faith, our, our church family, but also not just geographically, uh, but across time that we're joining in with people like this who are looking forward to, today, to a day or people in the Old Testament who are looking forward to the first coming of Christ, that we get to join together and wait together expectantly for the blessings of God. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, as we're preparing for that, I'd love to pray for us today. Let's pray together. Lord, we so easily settle for the things that are just readily available right now. And instead of waiting for the, the true feast that you've prepared for us, we, we settle for the, the microwave meal and processed food of this current world. God, we long for you to come. And God, we want to live ready, eager, for your appearing. Lord, come quickly. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us, and I hope you're able to continue, as, continue with us throughout this season of Advent as we look forward to the return of Christ. Go in peace.